Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. This, it's, it's, <sighs> Lindsay. Tanner. This, this is a rough one, also, for me. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the people have chosen... The, have you ever seen the movie Win a Date with Tad Hamilton? No. I don't think anyone has. And yet, once again, the people surprise me by picking that as the thing they want me to reboot. <laughs> I mean, at least Knights of Prosperity... I mean, maybe it's the same situation with Knights of Prosperity. Maybe they're flipping channels and they found it on the W Network. I'm pretty sure the, the, the thing that I totally watched legally was ripped off of the W Network. Okay. Uh, the, this movie gave me a brief existential crisis, and I'm better now. Okay. Now I have different issues, but... <laughs> okay, so, let me let me tell you of Win a Date with Tad Hamilton, the movie where the character wins a date with Tad Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up the Wikipedia page first. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with a girl named Rosalie. She's from Fraser's Bottom, West Virginia, and works at a Piggly Wiggly with her two friends, Kathy and Pete. Rosalie okay. is played by Kate Bosworth, a woman who I have never heard of before. Uh, Kathy is played by Jennifer Goodwin. And Pete is played by Topher Grace. Okay. They're all in the theater, watching the latest Tad Hamilton romantic comedy movie. Tad Hamilton is played by Josh DeHommel, and he's a big movie star. He's been in all the rom-coms. He's so super mega foxy awesome hot. Okay. And Rosalie and Kathy are head over heels for this guy, and Pete is just miserable. Pete is the friend. We've all had that one friend who they are going out of their way to make sure that they do not enjoy anything, and also that you should not enjoy anything either, because it's stupid to enjoy things. Yeah. Why enjoy anything where you can just snark at every single thing in existence and then complain that no one likes you, Pete? <laughs> Anyways, the uh, the girls are like, Tad Hamilton is such a great guy, but he's just like in real life the way he is in his uh, romantic comedy movies. And then it cuts to Tad Hamilton drinking, driving, groping, leering, <laughs> making out with a girl all at once. Uh, great. 2004. I also don't expect much better behavior from actual celebrities, so yeah. His manager, Richard Levy, played by Nathan Lane, and his agent, Richard Levy, played by Sean Hayes, are both very uh, irked at this. And so they need a situation in order to help repair his uh, image. In the, in the spotlight to all his fans before the tabloids can get a hold of this. And so they put together a contest called Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. And for a $100 donation to feed the starving children, you could be entered into a draw to win a date with Tad Hamilton. Of course, the draw is rigged, and they pick Rosalie because she's from a backwater town, and she's, she's uh, homey and homely. And she's not homely. Kate Bosworth is pretty. But yeah. she's like a normal girl. She's a normal Midwestern girl from the normal Midwest. She's from West Virginia. That's Appalachia, not... Midwest. We don't, we don't have time to get into me not knowing the geography, especially that of the states. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying she has a little more in common with the Hatfields and McCoys, so. <laughs> Here's my map of America. There's the West Coast, the East Coast, the Midwest, and Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, she's a normal girl from normal America, and she, they fly her out to California, and she's like, wow, everyone's on cell phones, and there's a woman on, in a bikini on the side of the road, and there's a, another lady who has leashes on her children, and there's children selling $9 lemonade. What a crazy wild world I'm in. 
Uh, and then she goes on her date with Tad Hamilton, and he's like kind of obnoxious at first. He's like, let's get this over with, whatever. This is great. Do you have a cell phone? Do you like my movies? And she gets super flustered and throws up in the limo. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. But then they bond over how she's a normal person. And he used to be a normal person. You know, that, that she has a retainer and he used to have a retainer. But then he, he got movie money and now he has perfect teeth or something like that. And and then he invites her. Oh, yeah. Okay. So listen. Okay. So listen. Before before she goes to, to Hollywood, she is like talking to Kathy and Pete about winning the contest. And Kathy is like, you need to tell me everything. You need to tell me details about how he smells and how he walks and what it's like. And if he kisses you and you have to give me everything. And Pete is standing in the airport screaming at her, guard your carnal treasure. I already hate Pete. (laughs) Good, we're on the same page. Yay. Also, there's a bartender uh, played by Catherine Hahn, who's probably one of the better characters in the movie. She is very overdramatic and has a huge crush on Pete. Who fucking knows why? Anyways, um... Pete also tells her that if he says he loves animals and he asks her if she likes sports, that he's just trying to uh, sleep with her. And then uh, Tad Hamilton does both those things. And then he invites her back to her place. And she's like, I think I'll actually go home. And he's like, okay, that's fair. And then she flies back to uh, Fraser's bottom. And everyone's like, hey, that's great. And then Pete is about to ask her, hey, I'm moving to... Uh, Virgi- to uh, the other Virginia to go to Virginia Tech. I'm moving closer mm-hmm. to Virginia Tech. Would you like to come with me? Um, and before he gets a chance to ask her, Tad Hamilton walks through the doors because he has decided that he needs Rosalie to teach him how to be a human being. But they they both agree that they're not going to date. Okay. Then they immediately start dating. Of course they do. And you know, okay, but it's the, that part actually isn't as bad as it sounds because, like, he he takes her to a, a, a diner in town and they talk about like he tells her why he's here and how he got cut up in all like the world of Hollywood and stuff and he needs to figure out how to get back down to his root because he feel like he's lost his connection to normal people like her and his fans and stuff like that. And she's like, "Well, that's great, but like, I can't just d- d- give you a class on how to be a normal person." He's like, "Yeah, but maybe if we just..." hang out, your goodness can rub off on me. And, like, it's this isn't a dating thing, this isn't a sex thing, like, you're lovely, but I don't want anything to come between us. And she's like, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And so they go on a date, but it's like, it's a friend date, it's a platonic date, and they go yeah. see a movie, and then they go look at the scenery, and then they just end up making out because they do actually have chemistry with each other. Yeah. Now it's not like a weird, uh, I've won a contest to fuck you thing. Now it's just, a, I've shown up in your hometown, and been really nice to you, and treated you well, and now it is a sex thing. <laughs> uh, and over the course of this, Pete is just losing his fucking mind because he's a terrible human being. And I hate him. I hate him so much. Yes. Um, and he's like, Tad is just, he wants your goodness to rub off on you. You don't know how bad that sounds. Like, to think about Think about the phrasing, Rosalie. And then he's like, you can't go out on a date with Tad tonight because I'm your manager and I'm going to make you work a double shift. And she's like, no, you're not actually. Goodbye. Um... <laughs> Good move. Then Tad buys a farm. Okay. Because he's gonna, he, he's done with movies. He's gonna be a farmer in West Virginia. And he's perfected everything. Because he's learned all the farm skills from his various movies. Uh, <laughs> just all the farmers um, in Canada look up like, what the fuck, boy? Exactly. <laughs> 
So later they're at a bar uh, and Tad and Rosalie are making out and then Tad excuses himself to go to the washroom and Pete follows him and he barges in on Tad taking a huge dump. <laughs> and he's like, you you win, but I just want you to know that I've been in love with Rosalie for my whole life. And, you know, she has six kinds of smiles. She has the one where she's thinking and the one where she's being polite and the one where she's genuine, the one where it's really funny and da da da. And you'll, you'll never love her the same way I do, but she clearly loves you. So I guess you win. <laughs> and he storms out. And what then, a petulant shit. Yes. And then Tad, who has been nothing but a chivalrous knight this entire time. When the agent and manager barge in, they're like, we have a role for you now. And Tad is like, oh, that's great, but I don't know if I want to keep doing movies anymore. I want to be a farmer. And Rose is like, no, you can't. Like, like this is, it's really nice gestures you've been doing, but it's kind of weird how you just went all in on being a farmer. Like, you probably shouldn't abandon your Hollywood career. And he's like, okay, but only if you come with me to Hollywood. And she's like, oh, I don't know, my whole life is here. And then he's like, okay, but have you considered that you have six smiles? And then he lists the, the smile speech that Pete gave Tad earlier. And she's mm-hmm. like, wow, okay, I guess I will move in with you to Hollywood. And then Pete goes to mope uh, to Catherine Hahn's bartender. And she's like, how long have you been in love with her? And he's like, my whole life. And she's like, dang, and what did she say when you told her you loved her? And he's like, well... Okay, but what did she say when you kissed her? And he's like, um, and she's like, wow, so you've been in love with her entire life and done nothing. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Go to her! And so he goes to her, and she's like, guess what? Tad is moving, going back to Hollywood, and I'm moving with him. And Pete is like, but have you considered that I love you? And then he kisses her, and she's like, rude. <laughs> yeah. And, and so she flies to Hollywood with Tad, but then she's like really unsure of things. And she's like, hey, Tad. Uh, did, uh, he, oh, Tad is like, are you excited to come to Hollywood with me? And she's like, yeah. Hey, Tad, which smile am I using right now? And he's like, oh, it's your genuine one. And she's like, no, it's not. And he's like, okay, fine. I stole that speech from Pete. And so they do a U-turn in the air. I don't think they make it to Hollywood because it's the same day <laughs> that oh, she gets God. back to West Virginia after they'd already cut to the plane being in the air. Ugh. So she gets back and she runs to Piggly Wiggly and Kathy's like, Pete's not here, he quit. And she's like, what? And so she runs to his apartment and it's empty and Catherine Hahn is there and she's like, you don't understand, he had a great love for you. And when a, a, a man loses his great love, it breaks him and you must chase him if you truly want to like rekindle the love that he once had for you. And so she chases him down the rain and she's like, oh, well, Pete, you have four smiles. And then they they dance in the rain as the music on the radio plays. And that's it. That's the whole movie. We don't, we don't see, we never over the course of the movie see if Rosalie and Pete have any genuine chemistry because he's always just being a miserable fuck. But we also never see if Tad is, hit the goodness sticks and it truly rubbed off on him. Yeah. Holy fuck. Because, like, (laughs) okay, the realist in me is, like, Rosalie winds up with Pete. Whether or not they get married does not matter. But they live together and they are fucking miserable because he's miserable all the time. And she winds up, it's just the real-life version of Fast Car. Yeah. And he's not even promising to take her out of the shitty West Virginia town. No, West Virginia is lovely. It's just 
if you're someone who has bigger ambitions than just West Virginia, or we're going to have to pick We don't even know what, what Rosalie's ambitions are, or if she has any. She seems perfectly content to keep working at the Piggly Wiggly her whole life, and then, like, muse about Tad in the distance. Yeah. But it also seems like Rosalie doesn't have much of a character at all. She really does. She is a trophy to be won. Yeah. She is the she, literal sexy lamp. Yeah, like she 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 almost gets something when like Tad says that like you've been you've been so good for me and she's like, Yeah, but you have to love a person for who they are, not just their ideals. And that's when he drops the smile speech. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that that's that that's like a good moral in a vacuum, but when you try to impl- apply it to this movie and like do, do these characters know each other? Yeah. And Pete accompanies Rosalie and Kathy to the Tad Hamilton movie, and it's kind of implied that he does this often because he's so down bad for Rosalie, but he doesn't seem to enjoy it. Like, how are you guys going to get along if you don't seem to have any common interests? Yeah. I almost feel like, okay, I guess we're getting to the reboot part, where it's like, Rosalie has to realize that she is friends with Pete because nobody else will it wants to be friends with Pete. Yeah, that, that is an option. I, I have three options here. Okay. Based on which pairing we want to pursue. Okay. First, we have to start with the, the premise, because the reason I was having a, like, a crisis near the start was I realized the, the landscape of entertainment and celebrity has completely changed since 2004. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, d- J-Lo was in a rom-com coming out like next month or the month after, and it's getting huge waves because it's the first studio rom-com going to theaters in forever. Yeah. Since, like, 2015, not, like, o- longer even, almost all rom-coms have been relegated to streaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because a certain fucking mouse has taken over the screens. And you know what? I bet I bet the mouse could make bank if it started doing rom-coms, but it's fucking lazy. Yeah. You can't- Ah, uh, we can't- We have to actually put union people on if we want to do rom-coms. We can't employ the- the Marvel method and put two hot people in front of a green screen if all they're going to do is wax poetic about their feelings. Yeah. Actually, they probably could. It'd actually be kind of hilarious if they did. But, yeah. But don't. <laughs> don't. Don't learn the wrong lesson. The only Disney Marvel rom-com I'm looking forward to is Thor Love and Thunder, so there. <laughs> <laughs> they could make a Millie the Model movie. Yeah. Or if they, if they reboot Patsy Walker, because Trish, I'm sorry, Trish, that wasn't it. <laughs> Yeah, no. They got the X-Men now, so maybe Dazzler. Yeah, I make a Dazzler movie. That's a different episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the other thing is that celebrity, we we know the celebrities, they drink and yeah. they smoke and all that. And they'll post it right on their Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. part of the mystique of the Tad Hamilton was that you they didn't know him beyond, like, a few snippets in news magazines and seeing stuff on the movies. Yeah, Whereas it was now, like Tiger Beat, TMZ, and I'm guessing he was like a teen star, so he still had to maintain. Well, not a teen star, a f- probably like a teen star, that, a former teen star transitioning into an adult star. Yeah, so like they're, everyone here is in the late 20s. That is another thing I am gonna, I want to age them down a little to like yeah. earlier 20s, like college aged. Yeah. It's just, so, <laughs> this is the hard part, is trying to figure out how to preserve the mystique of Tad in the modern era. Like, unless he has a very well-curated Instagram page that is only, like, him with animals or with his family. Well, 
the thing with some celebrities is that they do have like their official Instagram that they it's basically run by their PR person. Um, so maybe he is one of those actors who is, I don't know, in an upcoming superhero film or part of a superhero franchise. So he does have an image to maintain for the kids. Oh, and he, he does like the regular Instagram scrubs. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that, okay, so rom-com movies don't really have the same kind of oeuvre and same kind of fandom. Like there are people who like Noah Centineo, but I don't think he has the same kind of like universal appeal that you would have gotten back in the day from like a Ben Affleck or gosh, who are the other romantic comedy boys? Uh, Ashton Kutcher? I guess. Gerard Butler? Yeah. Um, I guess Chris Evans was one before he got cast as Captain America. Yeah. Chris Evans, um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Gosling for sure. Um, those are the kind of people who there would be people, there, there would be swarms of women and men and envies. Yeah. Just people. <laughs> all, all manner of people who are like, yes, we stand this person and all their rom-coms. We're looking forward to it. Matthew McConaughey. Yes. It's like, we're going, we're going to the movie because it's a Matthew McConaughey movie because it is a Drad Butler movie. Yeah. And we just want to see him be emotionally vulnerable. Yes. <laughs> Those don't really exist anymore, necessarily. And the ones that do, the, 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 the people who get sucked into the like, rom-com after rom-com these days, it's almost seen as like a dead end for the career rather than like just the, a certain phase. Yeah. But you know what does work these days is a drama series. Yes. So instead of Tad Hamilton, in my version, being a rom-com star, he's like, a member of a long-running primetime soap. Like, he's on a Grey's Anatomy, or he's on a This Is Us. Yeah. Or skew it a bit younger, he's on a Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're still, like, 23. Yeah. And so it's when the, when the real-life 23-year-olds are thirsting over him, it's not weird. Yes. <laughs> he's on this long-running show, and he's, he's at the point in his career where he does want to make a jump to movies, and they're like, mm-hmm. maybe you could get a superhero movie, or maybe you could get, like, this uh, big sci-fi movie or something, or this period drama, whatever. He wants yeah. to make the jump, but um, the whoever's directing, they're like, but he, you've been in such a heightened reality of this soap for so long, I'm not even sure if I want to cast you, if you're the right person, if you have the right kind of uh, acting ability for this. Yeah. Um, and then we do couple that with, I feel like it's going to be like someone in competition with him is going to leak a bunch of stuff from his personal life. Like, mm-hmm. like they're the one who leaks like photos of him drinking and smoking and indisposed, and it's it's all yeah legal, but it is bad for someone who has had a very like pristine image. Yeah, it's it's like if he were just like a regular college student, like of course there's photos like that, but he has a certain Im- image for the moms. Yeah, that he's got to maintain, and it it would be something that is damaging. Where it's like, oh, you're not the 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 nice boy. The, you're not the boy next door anymore. Now you're the the bad boy, but not in a good way. And it's it's uh, distressing the image people have of you if it gets out and gets big. Yeah. So that's when the agent and the manager are like, okay, we'll do the contest, win a date with Tad Hamilton. The I'm going to flip it so that instead of you flying out to Hollywood, it's Tad will come visit your hometown. Oh yeah. Because it's 
Like, the first third of the movie is Rosalie going out to Hollywood. It's like the movie, the premise of the movie doesn't really even start until halfway through. Yeah, and it does the whole country mouse in the great big city in LA and is fascinated by girl in bikini on sidewalk. It's like, you're from West Virginia. Probably Susie does that for the fucking car wash place in the summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen worse. You're a redneck. <laughs> this is a movie made by people living in Hollywood who think that this is what people who live in the Appalachians think people who live in Hollywood do. And they've never seen Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they totally forgot that Daisy existed. <laughs> so Rosalie enters because, like, she and Kathy and Pete have weekly viewing parties with the thing, and like the like. Rosalie and Kathy are deeply invested, but all three of them know that it's kind of cheesy, the yeah. show. And so when Pete is riffing on it, it's it doesn't come off as nasty. It comes off as just like he's playing in the same space that they are. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be like, oh, Pete, you're not a romantic. You don't understand it. And then <laughs> it can be Pete playing it off, not like it, Pete having feelings for Rosalie. It's like just him trying to keep a lid on them. And yeah. he's not being miserable. He's just like, uh-huh, yeah, I don't know what love means. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> all the while he is secretly writing in his journal and listening to a lot of Linkin Park for all the wrong reasons. Pretty much. So uh, they win the date and Tad flies out to Fraser's bottom. And they're like, oh my gosh! And so Rosalie can like parade him around town. Like he can meet his dad. Who th <laughs> There is a funny scene in the movie where Rosalie's dad is like, He's looking up information on the, like Hollywood industry facts, <laughs> like uh, which talent agencies are merging and like who's expected to get a, a big deal on a movie or something like that. And so he's like trying to talk to these about Tad, but of course this is stuff that Tad doesn't care about. So Tad is like, uh, the, have you have you heard that like uh, this agency is going to be acquiring this? They signed this new actor, and Tad's like, oh yeah, that's it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Although actually, now that I say it out loud. That, that probably would be something that Ted pays attention to, because of the actors I follow, quite often I do see people like share Instagram stories like, hey, my best friend just got signed with this talent agency. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> Make sure you watch episode seven of this the Hulu original series, because my neighbor is going to be in it for two minutes. Yep. <laughs> uh, I do love D-list actors being like over proportionately supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. It's great. But yeah, so Rosalie like parades Tad around and she's like, here's my dad and here's my coworkers where I work. And they're like, maybe there would be a scene where it's Tad trying to <laughs> put a customer through and messes up. And everyone's like, oh, this is adorable. He's so fucking out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, she'll take him around places. And then Tad is like, this is really nice and stuff. And like, it's so it's too bad that you have to go back to Hollywood tomorrow. And Tad's like, yeah, what if I didn't? <laughs> What if I just took a break? <laughs> I spent 24 hours here and I already feel like more at ease than I ever have been with like 17 edibles in my Hollywood like <laughs> studio apartment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what if I stayed around and your goodness rubbed off on me? That's this. This is one option for Tad staying around yeah. uh, is that he, he does have start having genuine feelings for Rosalie. And that's when they start to bond and come closer together. And if we do want to keep Pete miserable, then this would follow the, the thing you did, where it's like, Ro Rosalie, Rosalie realizes that she doesn't need Pete, yeah. and Tad realizes that he doesn't need Hollywood. Mm -hmm. 
uh, but he's still like ridiculously rich. And so it'd be a thing where it's like, well, Rosalie, what do you want to do with your life? And she's like, I, well, I always wanted to do blank. And so they, it's not like they're going to move to the big city, but yeah. they'll move to someplace a little bit nicer and like Tad can support Rosalie and Tad would, uh, he'd, he'd like take a job teaching at a university or something. He'd yeah, teach acting classes. Like, I think, okay, let's look up West Virginia places because they thought Huntingdon was in there, but no. They moved too because they are actually a couple good universities and colleges there. Uh. Let's see, they could go to Charleston. Uh, yeah, let's say that maybe Rosalie never had the money to go to college. Yeah, so Tad's like, well, what if we just move to Charleston? I'll fund your dreams. You can be a psychologist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or um, Marshall's a famous school, so they go to Huntington, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually wouldn't be that far from uh, Fraser's Bottom. Awesome. Then, then she'd still be able to stay in touch with her dad and with Kathy, and not with Pete. Yeah. <laughs> that, that see, that's the, the the extremely cut and dry version. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and it ends with I don't know. Pete gets fired because he's so miserable that he's making the customers uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like that's almost too on the nose. Yeah. So here's option B. This is the one where Pete is a decent man. <laughs> Okay. Option B is while Tad is like going around with Rosalie, Pete and Kathy are also tagging along because Rosalie's like, it'd be like, they can start off having the fancy dinner on their own. And Mm -hmm. she can be like, it it feels weird because like my friends, we all watch your show too together. And it feels weird that I get to do this and like they can't come. And Tad's like, I mean, there's no rule saying that they can't come. And so like the next scene, it cuts to all four of them, like just going out together. Um, and this is where Tad, Tad, he's an actor. He recognizes when people are pretending and he can see when there is chemistry between two people, but they're trying to hide it and stuff like that, or they're ah. trying to play it up. And Tad recognizes that Pete is trying to project vibes at Rosalie. He can, he recognizes the look of Pete where it's like, I am trying to psychically make you realize that I have a crush on you. Uh. <laughs> so Tad's going to pull Pete aside. Or Pete's going to pull Tad aside, one or the other. And basically yeah. it's going to be, I, the, I, I'm I, Pete and I have feelings for Rosalie, but I don't know how to act on them because if it backfires, it's going to ruin the friendship. And yeah. I, I care about that more than anything else. And Tad's going to be like, okay, I'll stick around and I'll teach you how to like demonstrate your feelings for Rosalie. Yes. <laughs> we, and it's, instead of it just being you being a weird dramatic speech, because that only happens on TV that doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. So we need to find a way to ease it into you and make her attracted to you so it seems like it's a mutual togetherness that's coming together, that's yes. developing. <laughs> Look, I acquired these skills trying to pitch stuff in boardrooms, so... <laughs> <laughs> I do think that we need to make Tad a, just a scooch more competent. I mean, he's he's not an idiot. He's, he's, he's almost a himbo, but not quite. He, yeah. he does fall short in a little bit in respecting women, and he's a little bit too smart to be a himbo in the movie, but he's still not smart enough to be a real man. Yeah. <laughs> like he, you're in a place called Fraser's Bottom. You're staying at a motel. And you're going up to the guy at the head counter and you're like, is there a masseuse here? Yeah. No, in this version, he's got an Airbnb from like a nice hunting cabin. Yeah, something like that. Or like, <laughs> we, we could still stick with the movie. Maybe not buying a farm, but he does buy a house. Yeah. Or he's... 
maybe not specifically an Airbnb, but like, okay, how about this? His his management team sets him up in a hotel, but then he has to commute to Fraser's Bottom. Then when he starts uh, like staying there more permanently, he like rents the upstairs guest room from one of Rosalie's neighbors. Okay. Who, the original character that I'm inventing just now. Yeah. And she's like this nice old lady who like is constantly swooning after Tad. Aww. But but then it turns into like a more normal thing because he like he I don't know, he'll make her breakfast or he'll like help out around the house. He's like, I'm doing normal people things. Isn't this great? And she's like, He's such a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, in this version, version B, where Tad is helping Pete uh confess his feelings to Rosalie, it basically kind of becomes Pygmalion. Okay. <laughs> Which, you, you, there's nothing wrong with doing a modern Pygmalion. Yeah. And then, to work Kathy in there, C- Kathy is also a very good character because, <laughs> so like, the, 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 in the opening scene of the movie where they're watching the films, Rosie's like, what do you think Tad is doing right now? And Kathy goes, I bet he's in church. And then it cuts to Tad, like, being a, a buffoon drinking, driving and all that shit. Oh god. But then later when Kathy and Pete are sitting in the bar during Rosalie and Tad's uh, first date when she's in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, Pete's like, "What do you think they're doing right now?" And she like starts writing a whole ass romance novel about <laughs> Tad exploring Rosalie's heaving breasts. Oh my god, maybe Kathy's an aspiring romance writer. <laughs> yes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Also, I do. I I kind of want to combine Kathy with the Catherine Hahn character because there's nothing. The, Catherine Hahn has nothing going for her in this role other than she has a crush on Pete and she's very dramatic about it. Yes. So combine that, and then it, it it's like yeah, just Pete sitting at the counter, like, what do you think's happening? Catherine just starts going into the purple prose, <laughs> quivering bratwurst. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, if Ka- Kathy can find out about this, and she starts like. She, she'll start trying to, like, also influence Pete and, like, start writing the dramatic lines for him. And Ted's like, no, no, you're making it worse. Oh, wait, this is actually really good. <laughs> I feel like at the end, if, if Tad ends up sticking around to be a normal person, like, he puts Kathy on the plane and sends her to be a screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> You'd at least be like, my people know people and you got talent. Exactly. And so then, th- there is a possible in option B. This is, like, B2. <laughs> Okay. Where over the course of trying to help Pete win over Rosalie, Tad also develops feelings for Rosalie, and then we have a love triangle. But okay. it's it's not your standard love triangle on account of the fact that we actually like both options. Yeah. Um, although I do I do still think this would be the one where Pete wins out and because Tad Tad can have a realization he they want you to think he has this realization in the movie, but he actually doesn't. Yeah. But he does have to have the realization where like I can't spend a week in West Virginia and wipe the Hollywood off of me and like have Rosalie turn me into a good person like that doesn't happen so I'm yeah. as much as I have feelings for Rosalie Pete is clearly a better fit for her mm-hmm. you two lovebirds go to Virginia Tech I'm gonna stick around here I'll become the manager of the Piggly Wiggly it'll become the most famous Piggly Wiggly in the state <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have option th- option C option C is the gay version oh <laughs> It's it starts the same as option B. However, over the course of trying to, to to prove to Rosalie that Pete has feelings for her, Tad and Pete fall for each other. <laughs> I don't know if I have many details for this beyond it's gay. Yeah. So in this case, maybe his riffing was to probably cover for Pete's own, I don't know, developing or suppressed 
bisexuality or some sort of queerness. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely works. And yeah, and like on the one hand, I don't think like the impetus for the story should be someone's trying to out Tad no, as I gay think because I, Hollywood's a lot more friendly. Yeah, I think this has to be something that Tad realizes for himself. It's not something that he's been hiding. Yeah. Yeah, he just took the long way to figure out that, oh, maybe I am bi, because I want positive bi male representation. Yes, exactly. It, it would be the thing of, like, like we are, like, Tad and Pete are both trying to determine the best way to have a natural romance with someone, and as they are expo- exploring in this space of what real, genuine uh, romantic feelings feel like, mm-hmm. they're like, hang on a second. <laughs> Yeah, there would there would absolutely be a scene where it's like we're gonna do a test date of a romantic dinner. Yeah, and Tad's like, "Tell me about your like, tell me about your day. Tell me what you like about me." And Pete like accidentally starts talking about Tad instead of pretending Tad is Rosalie. <laughs> and then like, let's do, let's brush past this quick. And then it's like, oh, you, you gotta do a slow dance, you know? Like it's <laughs> maybe this maybe this is a little bit movie stuff, but you know you you like the things that she likes, and there have been plenty of like slow romantic dance scenes in my show. So if you do that, that would absolutely win her over. And so then, like, then Tad has to show Pete how to dance because Pete can't dance. And then they're very close, and the and the stars are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Pete should have something to maybe like bridge the gap between like the show and his own interests. Also, because like maybe he also like sees the show as being really cheesy, but maybe he's into wrestling. which is honestly just a soap opera but with a lot more punching (laughs) (laughs) okay but what if pete and rosalie are both into wrestling they they watch they watch the lame teen drama but they do also watch the wrestling and then they get tad into it yes (laughs) i don't know some event is happening at charleston so they go and it's just like yes Because there's also nothing more redneck than fucking wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, like, it it can be a line about how, like, R- Rosalie could say, like, I never thought you actually liked the show. And he and Pete would be like, well, I mean, I only started watching it because you and Kathy were watching it. And I wanted to spend more time with you. But over the course of it, I started to like it, too. Yeah. Because I like the things that you like. And I want to be the kind of guy that you'd be into. This is if we're going with Pete and Rosalie getting together. Yeah. I guess there's technically an option D where it is the like, the thruple of Pete and Rosalie and Tad, but I feel like we wouldn't be able to explore this in a 90-minute movie. Yeah. That would be that would be a sequel. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm kind of liking both option B and C. Where, like, everybody kind of becomes a better person, but I also feel like Rosalie still needs to have, like, more character than just, I like this show. Yeah, that's true. So maybe maybe B is the best one because it does end with everyone in their right place, kind of. Yeah. Quote-unquote right place. Yeah. And, like, maybe... What should Rosalie be into, aside from the show? Um... Maybe over the course of Tad teaching Pete how to, you know, actually talk to Rosalie instead of pining over her, uh, we learn what, like, what sort of music she likes, uh, what sort of books she reads. I, I don't know. We have, basically, it's a lot of character building with Rosalie, and maybe we should spend time with Rosalie. Yeah. 
And this is very much the kind of movie that would do that because it's like Tad telling Pete, go spend time with Rosalie. Do yeah. do, do one-on-one things instead of having Kathy there and like reaffirm the things you know and like about her yeah. and make sure that she knows that those are things that you like about her. And then mm. she starts to think maybe there's something here more than friendship. Yeah. And we could, we could have like Rosalie, she always wanted to go to university, but either she couldn't afford to, or she was scared of leaving Fraser's bottom or a combination yeah. of the two. Yeah. Um, and then like the, the end could be like Tad gives, like he basically pays off their college funds, yeah. their tuition. For both Rosalie and Pete, because Pete would be like, I want to go to Virginia Tech and study. I, I, they never say what he's studying, but I feel like it would be like something computer related. Maybe he's going to develop video games. Yeah. But that's the thing. It can be like, Pete, Pete can say, I want to go to Virginia Tech, but I more importantly, I want to be here with you. And I can defer for a year so that we can like spend some time together instead of immediately going long distance. And mm-hmm. and because I don't want to force you to move to Virginia Tech if there's nothing there for you. And Tad's like, well, hang on. What if there was something there for you? Because I know in in my studies that you said you wanted to do this. So, so what if I just paid off your guys' tuition? Yeah, so Virginia Tech has colleges for engineering, agriculture and life science, architecture and urban studies, liberal arts and human sciences, uh, science, the Pamplin College of Business, College of Veterinary Medicine, uh, Natural Resources and Environment, and Medicine and Research Institute. Like, she could be really anything. Yeah. Like, it, it's not character-dependent as to what kind of thing she wants to go to college for, only that she has wanted to go study and that she hasn't had an opportunity. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I'm thinking about, like, potential stuff that she could be into, want to do. Um, I'm kind of picturing her as a bit more outdoorsy. So, okay. So maybe agriculture in the vicinity yeah. of the agriculture or the farming or even the veterinary stuff. Yeah, or the natural resource and environmental stuff. Um, like maybe she's not into hunting, but she likes fishing. Um, maybe she likes to go skiing because there's uh, ski hills in West Virginia. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty mountainous place, and it actually gets pretty cold during the winter. So. Yeah, you get, hmm. you get a decent amount of snow. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at my books and like maybe she reads manga but also likes um literary fiction. She's absolutely written fan fiction for the show. Yes. There's fan fiction out there. <laughs> and she feels weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like don't look at any of it. <laughs> or no, no, actually it would make more sense if Kathy's the one who wrote the fanfic. Yes. But Kathy would be the one who tries to show it to Tad, and Rosie's like immediately slamming the laptop shut. We don't need to worry about this right now. Yeah. Oh, would Kathy write uh, RPF fic? Only for hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> My Will Superman is very disturbed at the idea that there's fan fiction out there of Sidney Crosby. <laughs> but yeah, I think. I think this is this is the right path for the film. Yeah. And then yeah, that it, it ends with everyone being able to chase their dreams. Rosalie and Pete can both be together when they go to Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah. Tad gets to stay managing the Piggly Wiggly and learns how to be a real person and like goes from like this crazy wild Hollywood superstar to like this like down to earth guy who the whole community loves and he helps them back because he still has so much fucking money from his royalties <laughs> residuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his managers and his agents actually managed to get him some good contracts. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to know why certain films, despite like making back their budget like two times over, are still considered failures, uh, it's called Hollywood accounting. Yeah. Um, and then Tad puts uh, Kathy on a plane, and she gets to fly to Hollywood and become a screenwriter. Or screenwriters don't get paid a lot, and maybe that's not her ambition. Maybe she just wants to be like a published author. And there are is ties between Hollywood and the publishing industry. That is true. And she she could climb the ranks. See, I, did, I say screenwriter because I feel like she would be someone who's more in it for the passion than for the money. Now she can make her fan fictions become reality. And you know what? She could probably get pretty steady work for, like, a TV show. Like the one that Tad was on. Yes. I don't know. Maybe she gets to be one of the screenwriters for its spinoff. <laughs> oh, the the stinger can be that, like, Tad's character was in a coma or like in a fire and then they take the bandages off and he's played by a new actor now and then it <laughs> zooms out and it's Kathy writing the screenplay and the producer's like oh my gosh this is gold we love this so much <laughs> <laughs> I don't know at some point it's revealed it's his twin brother <laughs> Todd Hamilton <laughs> that's actually good and not infuriating like 2004 yeah <laughs> oh there were there is one last thing where pete has a dog okay that he brings to the store with him and it's like the store mascot or something it has a little vest if i remember correctly if not then it should yes <laughs> but also it, it very much has dog reactions at him when he does <laughs> stupid shit oh okay we're keeping that element for sure absolutely keeping the dog yes <laughs> there's like in the climax, where Pete is driving away to Virginia Tech, and it's in the middle of the rain, and then Rosalie is chasing after him, and she's, she's honking, and he's trying to wave her past, and she like keeps on honking, he's like, what is wrong with this person? And then she pulls up beside him, and she rolls down, and we're like, oh, Pete! And Pete like does the double take, and like freaks out, and then almost drives into a tree. <laughs> and then right at, after he slams the brakes, you just see the dog's head pop up from the back seat, and it's like, what the hell is going on, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think we we finally won the Tad Hamilton puzzle. Yeah. Excellent. Yay. Yay. Uh so I guess in that case it's 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 we're gonna win a friendship promo with the following podcast. Yeah. Win a date with the following podcaster. <laughs> And then put in the, the, the in the really, really small text, like, the, this is jokes, podcasters do not actually date. We're all <laughs> automatons. Hey, DJ, give me a Home Depot-style beat. Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew? What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking podcast where i call my grandma jane and explain to her the plot of an anime podcast titled don't listen to my dad a lin-manuel miranda epic rap battles of mystery podcast what if we call it the podcast minds there but for the grace of pod go we and it comes out every friday <laughs> riley i want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons <laughs> what's the difference <laughs> all right Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476, that's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Boot You First, and they're pronounced... Carl Treasure! You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and, uh, what the fuck do they call Hockeys? Virginia Tech calls its teams the Hockeys. H-O- or Hookies? H-O-K-I-E-S. The Hokies? Hokies? Okay. Go Hokies. Go Hokies. <laughs> Um, the email is where you could also send us your friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, and you can find her work on ptchew.com. And our theme music, as always, is by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if the music is of your own. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 Territory, the traditional lands of the Cree and Sotol, Assiniboine, and Métis. And last but not least, don't forget that you can buy this episode for yourself. It is not an NFT, it is just your name on a spreadsheet, but for a $5 donation to the North Central Family Center, with a link of which is in the description, we will declare that you are the owner of this podcast episode, or any episode you so desire. So, Lindsay. So, Tanner. Can you believe I got through an entire episode without bringing up High School Musical, the musical, the series? Amazing. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Uh, um, anyways, uh, do you have a hint for next week? Yes, uh, next week you gotta remember that there is nothing wrong at Blake Holsey High. Good for them. <laughs> we'll get sucked into that topic next week, but not if we review you first. Bye. <laughs>